Yes, people, welcome back to the second episode of the Backpacking Psychonaut. In this episode, we're going to dive into social anxiety and how if you use meditation and implement it into your daily life, it can massively alleviate the symptoms of social anxiety. So if you're a very socially anxious person, if you're not very confident, or if you're like riddled by self-limiting beliefs and the inability to act because of the fear of judgment, then meditation is going to impact you massively. And this podcast will be a huge help for you. So yeah, thank you very much for listening in. And here is the second episode of the Backpacking Psychonaut. So before I get into the applicable effects of meditation and like the physiological effects of it and how to utilize it to overcome social anxiety, I just want to share with you my own story because I think it helps with relatability. And I think a lot of you can maybe relate to my own story. So I suffered with social anxiety for so long and it quite literally ruined my life. Ever since I was like 13, 14, I never felt like I fit in anywhere. I always used to have to perform in social situations and I had to like put on a mask and act like someone I'm not. And it was very tiring. I constantly felt this insecurity of being less than others and never fitting in. So I'd get to school and I'd constantly put this like charade on of like trying to make people laugh and being this joker and being mega confident. And what this did was it put like a barrier between me really connecting with people and it stopped me from allowing myself to be who I am. And this followed me through the whole of my teenage years and up into my early 20s. Like I left school and I was struggling with social situations, but then I got to college where I had to go out and meet new people because I didn't have all my friends that I grew up with since school. And I had to go and actually get out there and speak to people. And I found that I just had this inability to push past the feelings of anxiety. So I used to put kind of like a performance on it, but I didn't want to speak to people. And I just like shied away from everything. And as I said before, it led me to live, live a very depressing and reclusive lifestyle. And I remember just having like this massive inability to make friends. And like when I finally did get into social situations and I would strike up a conversation with someone, I would get this massive like, rush of anxious feelings like increased heart rate brain fog i'd get like sweaty palms i didn't know what to do with myself i kept stuttering my words and so this just forced me to carry on avoiding social situations and it wasn't until i got to university where i finally seen some progression in this so i went to university and as soon as i got there i sat there and realized like i don't have any friends here i don't know anyone so it's kind of a a chance to have a fresh start and I managed to meet loads of people and I became a lot more social and I was very surprised at how just like simply pushing myself out of my comfort zone I could adapt and make new friends and actually be who I am but unfortunately due to like situations of me following unhealthy habits and doing a lot of drugs and a lot of partying I had to drop out of university and I lost that social circle and what happened was when I dropped out of university and came back to Cornwall where I'm currently living I came back and felt them feelings of anxiety more. I felt like a failure. I felt, look, I've dropped out of university. I've got nothing to offer. And this just made me more recluse and more aware of what other people were thinking of me. So then I, I got a job at Morrison's and I remember going into Morrison's and I'd see people that I grew up with or I'd see people from around the town that I'm from and I'd be embarrassed to talk to people. And then this feeling of embarrassment and this feeling of anxiety just led me to become more recluse. And I just had this inability to even talk to someone. And when you can't do that, when you can't even have a conversation with someone without the feelings of anxiety just rushing through your body, you can't connect with people and you can't enjoy the present moment. You're constantly in a state of fear, trying to avoid things. And this plagued me for another couple of years. And it wasn't until I started getting on self 
development and started going to the gym and started meditating was it that I started to realize that there's actually a different mode of being where I can be confident and I can be happy with who I am. And through years and years of like sacrificing, not going out, working on myself, meditating an hour a day, going to the gym, eating healthy, doing all these healthy habits, I've now got to a point where I might suffer with a little bit of anxiety, but I'm in a place where I can deal with that anxiety. And now I'm happy and I'm happy and content being who I am. And I can be confident just sat there having a conversation with someone and I can be myself. And it's, it's a beautiful feeling. I can't really put in words how much value I have on my ability to communicate now because I struggled with it so much for my whole life and all I ever wanted to do was fit in. So I just want anyone who's feeling the same just to experience what I'm experiencing now where you can have a conversation with someone, you can make friends, you can be yourself and you can see how much it impacts the rest of your life just being able to socialize. So yeah, let's dive into how meditation impacts in my life. So maybe like three or two or three years ago, I figured out through just reading and researching how to overcome my social anxiety that you could learn to observe your anxiety instead of being attached to it. So because we grow up in the West and we're made to believe that there is a sense of self we always feel like everything that we think and everything that we feel is us. But that is not true. If you have the ability, like everyone does, to think about your thoughts, to think about your feelings, that means them thoughts and them feelings aren't you. So when a feeling of anxiety comes up, when you go to a social situation, you approach someone and you get all the feelings of anxiety, you feel dead nervous, you get the increased heart rate. If you can sit back and you can notice that, that, that means that is not you. And this is the whole point of meditation. It's about practicing your focus to know what is happening in your body and your mind and detach away from the feelings and thoughts you had. And the more I started doing this, the more I would sit down and just focus on my breath. And every time I got a thought, I'd bring myself back to the anchor, which is the breath. I would do like a little bicep curl for my brain and I'd get better at dissociating away from the anxious thoughts and the anxious feelings. And through meticulous practice and a lot of meditation, I've got to a point now where I go into a social situation, I still get the feelings of anxiety, but I just observe them and I just sit there and go and note in my own mind that, oh, that's a bit of anxiety. And as soon as you can do that, you learn that it's not you and you can kind of dissociate away from that feeling and the feelings of anxiety don't ruin your life they just come up and go so that is the whole point you need to sit down first and just meditate learn to meditate correctly sit there and focus on your breath every time you get a thought bring yourself back to the breath and what you're doing here is that practice of bringing yourself back to the present moment dissociating away from your thoughts and feelings so i'm going to dive into a bit more of like the physiological effects and how you can actually meditate but first, I want to talk about like what is actually social anxiety. So at the basics of it, right, social anxiety is just being concerned about the opinions of others. Like that is the reason why you feel anxious is because you're so worried about the judgments and opinions of someone else. Why do we have this? Why is that a thing that we've evolved to care so much about what others think? And on a basic term, right, it is because when we was evolving, when we was hunter-gatherers and we was out in like the savannas of Africa, and we, we needed other people to help us survive because on our own, humans are very like vulnerable creatures. We're not strong. We're not quick. But what we do have is this ability to think about our own thoughts and communicate and tell stories. So we needed to have 
the ability to communicate. And the more, the better we communicated, the more we got people to like us and care about us, the better chance we had of surviving and passing on our genes. And that's why we've developed social anxiety. Social anxiety is literally a mechanism that has been evolved to help us survive. So when you see it like this, when you see it as a thing that's been evolved to help you survive, it's what's got our ancestors to get us here. You start to see it as a good thing instead of a hindrance. And this is the first step to realizing that like, you're not broken. If you have social anxiety, you are not broken. That is a mechanism that has helped millions and millions of people survive. So you are not broken. But the problem is now that we live in a society where our social situations are not life or death. Like the sitting there and talking to someone at your work is not a life or death situation. If that conversation doesn't go well, it doesn't mean that you're not going to survive and you're not going to eat food. It's just a conversation. So now it's just about kind of devolving away from this evolutionary process that is social anxiety and kind of having a better relationship with it. And that is what you can achieve from meditation. You can kind of break the illusion that social situations are that important to us, that they're life or death. So how do we start meditating and how does it help decrease our social anxiety? So what I said before was the most fundamental aspect that you need to understand is the ability of just becoming aware of your thoughts and feelings. So you're not your thoughts, you're not your feelings. Drill that into your brain, right? Because every time you get negative thoughts, every time you get negative feelings, you can learn that that is not you. It's just something that arises in your conscious experience it can be ignored it can be noted and passed on and you can fulfill more positive thoughts so the more you learn to do that the better you get uh being confident and being the person you want because you're not always at the mercy to what you're feeling and what you're thinking and everyone has anxious thoughts everyone has negative emotions but the people that are confident the people that you see walking around and have massive confidence and and can achieve what they want to are the people that are learning that their negative emotions are just things that arise they don't have to be at the mercy to it and the more you can understand that the more you can practice it and practice dissociating away from your thoughts and feelings the better your life's going to be and that is a fundamental of how you can overcome social anxiety but there's a few more things right so one thing it's helped me do is is increase the gap between stimulus and response and what i mean by this is when i get into a social situation now or say if there's a girl i really want to go and speak to right i find this girl well attracted and i'm like you know what i want to go and approach her that is not an easy thing to do. I know lads don't like to admit it, but there is a lot of pressure on young lads. You put a lot of pressure on yourself to go and approach women. And it's not easy just to go and approach a girl you see and just strike up a conversation. It might be for some, but for more like socially anxious people and less confident people, that is a massive act. So say if I see this girl I really fancy, right? I'm like, she's quite attractive. I want to go and approach to her. Before I get there, I'm going to have this rush of anxious thoughts and feelings, right? There is going to be these feelings of, oh, what about if you stutter when you get there? What about if you act weird? What about if she doesn't want to speak to you? And what I said before, right, they are just excuses. They're just thoughts and feelings. They're not you. The real you wants to go and approach that girl. So when I say it increases the gap between stimulus and response, you get the stimulus of there's an attractive girl I want to go and talk to. You now have more time to ignore the negative thoughts and put positive thoughts and you actually have chance to respond instead of being at mercy to their negative thoughts. You don't have to just think, oh, she might think I'm weird, so I'm not going to go and approach her. You can note that feeling, you can note that thought 
and then just push it out the way and go and approach that girl anywhere. We can go and approach that person. You can go and approach that friendship group, whatever it is, whatever that stimulus is that you want to go towards, you can increase the gap between your emotions and you. So sometimes you will get it where like you just become at mercy to your emotions and it happens to me all the time and it happens to pretty much everyone on the planet. Sometimes you see something you want to do, but your thoughts and your self-limiting beliefs prevent you from doing it. But the more you meditate, the better you get at pausing and watching them excuses and watching the self-limiting beliefs and taking action what you want to do. And also the physiological effects of social anxiety, the increased heart rate, like that nervousness, that like weird energy that you get when you've got anxiety. The physiological effects of that, the actual feeling in your body is no different to the feelings of excitement. So what that tells me about social anxiety is it's a framing issue. It's about the story you're telling yourself, because if you was excited, you wouldn't be going into that conversation nervous and insecure, you'd be going in with energy and excitement. So if the physiological effects of anxiety are exactly the same as they are for excitement, what's the difference? It's the story you're telling yourself. So let's say you go to go on a roller coaster, for example, right? The reason you're going on that roller coaster is for that excited, that excited, nervous feeling, that energy, that's the reason, part of the reason you're going on that roller coaster. But that feeling there, is exactly the same as when you go to a social situation and you have a conversation, but you attach a negative story to that feeling of anxiety. So a good trick that you can do is instead of telling yourself that you're an anxious person and reinforcing this belief that you have social anxiety, think, oh, I'm excited. So you see this person, right? The feelings of anxiety arise. You feel all the bodily sensations. Instead of getting stuck in your anxious thoughts, you've been meditating for a while, you're better at being present, you can now tell yourself a different story, you can go, oh, now I'm actually excited to go and speak to that person. And that like quick little perception enhancer, that change of mindset can make all the difference in you feeling confident, or feeling anxiety. We also have a thing called our amygdala, which is a part of our brain, which is responsible for fight or flight. So this is the physiological effects of social anxiety, the increased heart rate, the muscles tensing up, the singular thoughts, the stuttering. All of this comes from the activation of your amygdala, which is responsible for keeping you safe. It's responsible for your fight or flight. And this would... And this was designed in our brains for when we was evolving to say if we seen like a tiger out in the wild or say if we seen another hunter-gatherer tribe coming to kill us, right? Our body needs to get ready for combat or ready to run. And these physiological feelings of anxiety are literally the result of our amygdala thinking we're still hunter-gatherers. It's thinking that that social situation is a tiger coming from us. So what meditation does is the more you meditate, it actually has an effect on the brain where it shrinks this amygdala. So your fight or flight response shrinks and becomes less active because you're meditating. So therefore, it's not going to be activating as much when you're just in normal social situations. And because of the way we live in our society now, we are constantly activating our amygdala because we're constantly distracted by our phones. Our phones are seeing things and the news is always telling us all this negative stuff. And we're constantly putting ourselves in a state of stress, which is increasing the size of our amygdala. But what happens is when you meditate, you actually shrink the size of this part of your brain. How crazy is that? 
there is a part of your brain that can be shrunk by just the fact of focusing on your breath, using your breath as an anchor and ignoring your thoughts. And also there's a part called your prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for rational and logical thinking. And guess what happens when you meditate more? That increases. So that not only does your amygdala, the fight or flight response decrease and shrink, your prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for logical thinking and actually thinking of seeing things for the truth, expands and increases. So therefore, you're going to be better at making logical decisions and realizing that, look, I want to go out and make friends. I'm going to go and make that decision instead of being at mercy to the negative thoughts that come from anxiety. Right. So I think I've done enough explaining of like the positive effects of meditation and how, kind of like the physiological effects of it. I think it's important to like explain how to actually meditate. So what you want to do is, right, you want to sit down with legs crossed, legs not crossed. It doesn't really matter. With like an erect spine, you want to close your eyes and just focus on your breath. So you're going to use your breath as an anchor. This is something to constantly bring your attention back to. So sit there, breathe in, breathe out and keep doing this. And what will happen is eventually you'll get a thought. So this will happen one second in, two second in, right? You'll get a thought and this will bring your attention away from the breath. And what you wanna do is as soon as you realize that you're thinking, you want to come back to the breath. So the whole goal of meditation is not to clear your head, but is to realize that every time you have a thought, whatever that thought may be, it might be something you did at school, something you're doing tomorrow, whatever you're having for tea, fucking Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, whatever you're thinking about, right? Like you're going to have this thought and you just want to, as soon as you realize that you're thinking, you're stuck in thought, you want to come back to the breath. And that's the whole point of meditation. And every time you do that, it's like a little bicep curl for your brain. It's bringing, it's training yourself to be present in the moment and bring yourself back to what is going on right now. And if you can learn to do that, as I said before, any anxious thoughts and feelings that arise in your day, you can just bring yourself back to your breath and break the spell that they have hold of you. You can break the illusion that they're controlling your life and it's so important. So you really want to do this for like 10 to 30 minutes a day. Like even if you start off with five minutes a day, any time that you can spend just being mindful and present of what is going on in your body and what is going on in your mind is going to improve your life drastically. And this is the fundamental habit of everything in life. If you can learn to be present in the moment and meditate and be mindful of what is going on, everything in your life is going to improve. And obviously, as I've explained before, the physiological effects and the positive effects it has on social anxiety, this is worth doing. And this is how you should start if you have social anxiety. And once you've done this, once you've meditated for a while, you become so much more calmer. I can't under, I, it's very hard for me to describe to people how my physical experience of consciousness has changed due to just meditating. And I'm such a happier and content and peaceful person and confident person because I've just studied this practice and implemented it into my daily routine. So, that's pretty much everything I've got to say today. Um, I'm going to be making more videos on social anxiety because it is something that I, I've spent years overcoming and I've spent years studying and I've spent years practicing and implementing the techniques that I've learned. And I've managed to get to a point, as I said before, where I'm a lot more confident in the person I am. And I just want to teach that to others. So if you're suffering with social anxiety, drop me a message, um, check out my other YouTube videos and... Yeah, there'll be more content from me about the gym, about how your diet affects your confidence. And I'll be talking about maybe like spiritual and 
personal growth and loads of other topics. So sweet people, thank you very much for listening. I probably waffled a load of shit that whole podcast, but I hope you found some useful information out of it. And if you did, just drop me a message and let me know. And if there's anything I can improve upon or anything you want me to speak on, yeah, just give me a message. So thank you very much for listening, people, and I'll see you all in the next podcast.